chapter number one is where we're going to be at in the scriptures together this evening. I want to speak to you tonight from this passage of scripture on a subject I think is important for us to consider as a church um, as we prepare to, prepare to go pray over uh, this property here. And here's what I'd like to speak to you on tonight, how God's people decide to rise up and build. How God's people make the decision, decide to rise up and build. I think we can learn, there's some applications we can learn from when God's people in years past have made that decision, particularly here in the book of Nehemiah, and there are some applications that are relevant for us to consider in making this same decision. Now, the history of the book of Nehemiah, I think that most of us in this room are probably familiar uh, with uh, where in the timeline of Scripture uh, the book of Nehemiah was written. But the people of Israel had been in captivity for many years. The kingdom age of Israel had risen and, and fallen, and they had been overcome by the Babylonian government, and the Babylonian government had been overcome by the Persian government, and so on and so forth. And now here they are in this foreign land, the remnant of Israel, and God um, opened a door of opportunity for the people of Israel to be able to go back to Jerusalem. And uh, it was during this time period in the history of Israel when the book of Nehemiah was written and when these events we're going to look at tonight happened. And so it's important for us to understand for context. And it was during the, the time of uh, the book of Ezra, which is right before the book of Nehemiah, when uh, the temple was being rebuilt in Jerusalem. By the way, the temple was uh, what they focused on rebuilding first, and that's significant. And then in the book of Nehemiah, they come in and they, they're focused on rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem. And uh, I, I think many of us know that. Some of you may not have known that. I want us to understand that for context because of what we're going to be looking at from the scriptures here. And so now there is something that needs to be built. There is something that's in uh, dis disrepair. There's a big need that exists for the people of God, Israel, in their home nation, in their, in their home capital of Jerusalem. How did they decide to rise up and build? How should we go about making this same decision? What are the principles we should follow? That's what we're going to look at from the scripture here this evening. And I want you to bow your head and, and close your eyes and let's pray together. Will you pray and ask the Lord to speak to your heart tonight? Will you pray and ask the Lord to give us wisdom as we seek him together about making this decision? And let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father, we come before you this evening and we're grateful for the opportunity to come. Thank you, Lord, for already a good, a good day of, of worship to you today. Thank you for how you stirred our hearts and worked in hearts. And Lord, I thank you for uh, just the opportunity to be a part of, of this church. And Lord, as we look toward the future, I pray that you would give us patience. I pray that you'd give us wisdom. And uh, Lord, I pray that we'd follow the principles of your word and apply them to our circumstance now in making this decision. And I pray that we would follow your vision and follow it by faith trusting you to do what you're leading us to do and provide for what you're leading us to do. And I pray, God, that uh, we just be submitted to that and to these principles we find in your word here tonight. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. As we open to the book of Nehemiah here, the first thing I want you to notice on how God's people decided to rise up and build is this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. 
the demand was obvious. It's the first thing I want you to note down. The demand was obvious. Now look at Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse 1. If you're with me, say amen. The Bible says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah, that came to pass in the month Chislu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Nehemiah, presumably, was a little bit shocked at what he heard by what we'll read next in the Scripture. But the situation there in Jerusalem was not good. The city was torn down. The walls were non-existent. And Nehemiah had to have known that there was a, a, a temple being reconstructed there at this point in time. And, and I'm sure he thought better about what was going on in that place. When we actually heard from somebody who saw what was going on, what he, the news that he received is that the walls were broken down and that the city was in disrepair. And I remind you again what I said a moment ago, the demand for the, the, the demand, the need for God's people to rise up and build is what first sparked the desire in the heart of Nehemiah. The demand was obvious. I think over these last five months especially, that we have been reminded time and time again about how important this assembly really is in the middle of the times that we're living in. I'm telling you, it, it, it used to be that people would listen to reason. But we are living in, that, living in a day and time today when even when you try to reason with people about the truth, they won't, they won't even listen to uh, reasonable logic. We're living in a day where walls, are, walls of truth, um, uh, walls of morality are being torn down all around us. And we've talked about this in week, weeks past. And sometimes we look at society and we think, well, I just don't understand why everything's falling apart. Well, you know, the, 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 the Bible doesn't tell us that the world is supposed to be the pillar and ground of the truth. You know that, right? What is? The church. The one thing that's supposed to stand uh, straight in the middle of uh, precarious times, in the middle of a time when other things are beginning to fall away or fall over, when walls of truth and walls of morality are being torn down, the one thing that's supposed to stand true is the church of the living God. And so now more than ever, I am convinced that there is a need for a, a, a gospel preaching, a Bible preaching, a, a church that stands for the truth in this community. And I believe that God has called Lighthouse Baptist Church to be that church. In this, in this county where God has placed us in. And so we see that walls are falling down all around us and we are the ones who have been called to stand as a beacon. As the Lord said in Matthew 5, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so Nehemiah began to hear about this great need that there was in Jerusalem. And the Bible continues to tell us in verse number 4, if you're still with me, say amen. The Bible says in verse 4, And it came to pass when I heard these words, that I sat down 
and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. And let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandment nor the statutes nor the judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, Though there were of you cast out into the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them into the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand, O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name. And prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Hey, as you read the words of Nehemiah, this was not a casual prayer from a man who was on a surface level interested in the great need. No, the need had broken his heart. The need had driven him to his knees. The need had brought tears to his eyes. The need had caused him to fast and pray and seek the Lord for his direction. And I wish we could get a hold of the need. God has given us a great mission, church. A a mission to go out into this lost society and tell other people the only good news that they're ever going to hear. Jesus saves. The only measure of hope, true hope, true love, that they're ever going to find. And there is a great need, not only that individuals have, but I'm telling you, my heart is burdened as an American and as a Christian. Because I look at our young people. I look at my children. And there is a need for us to rise up and build a legacy that we can pass down to generations coming after us. I'm not just concerned about, and I've heard people say things like this, well, I won't be alive long enough to to see the building anyways. Can you have a greater vision than that? There's some things more important than you and me. By the way, some of the people, some of you sitting in this room, I thank God that when you were my age, you saw the need and helped build this building. I don't belittle your sacrifices then. But now I'm looking to the future. I'm looking to the future of our school. We're about maxed out in our capacity in the school. In the church, I'll tell you what, if we had both crowds in here this morning, it'd be pretty full. So the first service and second service, and we can keep doing two services. I, I don't really like it because I like for everybody to be together. But there's a need. There's a need. And this was the thing that began to bring about the decision that God's people made to rise up and build. It was the need that drove them to the second thing. First, we see the demand was obvious, but second, you can write this down, the door was opened. 
the door was open. Going into chapter number two, the Bible says, and it came to pass in the month Nisan and the 20th year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was brought before him, and I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should my countenance, uh, why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? And the king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be? And when wilt thou return? So it pleased the king to send me. And I set him a time. Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letters be given, to, given me to the governors beyond the river, that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. And a letter uh, unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace which appertain to the house and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Two things we see here in this passage we just, we just made. The first thing is this. There was a request that was made. The request was made, first of all, to God. At the end of chapter number one, we, we see a, a prayer that Nehemiah offered to God, asking God to prosper him. God had put a burden on his heart about a need in Jerusalem for some walls to be built to protect the people of God. And Nehemiah drove him to his knees to plead with God. And Nehemiah made a request that God would open up a door. And then the day came. I don't think that Nehemiah planned this day out. It doesn't seem that way from, uh, from, from what the Scriptures has to say, but Nehemiah's burden was so great, he had never been sad before in the presence of the king. By the way, that says something about his character right there. Some of us moody people, maybe that could not be said of us, okay? We've never been sad before, and so, so much so that the king noticed it. And God used that in his sovereignty to open up an opportunity that Nehemiah had prayed for, for Nehemiah to make another request, now not to God, but to a man, for the opportunity to be able to act on the burden that God had placed on his heart. By the way, when it comes to seeking God's direction, it's always better to go to God first. Sometimes we get a burden and we think we have a good idea about how to fulfill it, and so we try to go talk to a bunch of men about how we can get it done. Nehemiah's burden drove him to God first. And in going to God and making this request, it led him to the opportunity to make a request of the man that God used to grant him the permission to go build this wall. And I'll tell you something. It was, uh, I suppose, about two and a half years ago now um, that I stood up in front of, in front of, uh, of, of this church and began to talk about the need of moving forward the need of praying about and seeking the Lord um, for the future of our church. At that point in time, we were talking about this property over here, right next to us. And we began to ask you to pray, and we've been praying as a church last year in April. Um, we had a, a, a vision meeting there and a banquet, and I, I talked about the next 20 years and, 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 and how I'm praying the Lord will lead us as a church, and we made some commitments. You know what we called it? 2020 wasn't about 
uh, wasn't about uh, this year. It was about having 2020 vision. But 2020 commitments, and you all have been giving faithfully to that. We're nearly at $40,000 that have been given uh, towards the first phase of the vision I believe the Lord has given us of purchasing and paying off property in the next five years. That's what we talked about last year. We've been seeking the Lord for several years now about where God wants us to go. We've been praying for God's leading. We've been praying for God to show us an open door and to give us that open door that no man can shut. And so we see this request was made. That's exactly what we have done, church. But I want you to see this also. The research was made as well. I won't read all these verses for sake of time, but you go down to verse 9. The Bible says, Nehemiah speaking here, then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. And uh, we'll go on down here in verse 12. It says, when I, and I arose in the night, I and some few men with me, neither told I any man that my, what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, neither was there any, bes- uh, 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 any beast with me save the beast that I rode upon. And, and I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well, and to the dung port. And it begins to go through all of Jerusalem and investigate, research what, what the state of this broken down wall really was like, what it was going to take to get the job done. The Bible says here in verse 16, and the rulers knew not whither I went or what I did, neither had I as yet told it to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. And so there was some research that began to happen here about this need. God had told them about the need, and then here, as they had prayed and sought the Lord, God had began to open up a door, and as he opened up the door, here we find Nehemiah going about making sure he's doing the research about how to, how, how, to, how to go about going through this door of opportunity, whether it was the right door of opportunity that they were supposed to go through. And can I tell you, this evening is being very candid with you, the deacons and some other key men and, and, and key individuals within our church and some even with outside our church who are specialists in their types of fields. We've had lots of conversations about this piece of property I'm going to go show you. We've had lots of conversations about uh, how busy this highway is and the accidents that have happened out on this, on this front highway. We've had conversations about the piece of property um, over off of Road L. Uh, how, uh, we, we've talked about the, uh, how feasible it would be to be able to get electric, electricity run to it. Uh, we've talked about being able to lease water so we can, uh, we can water the grass out there. We've talked about things like uh, 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 securing water. Uh, out on that property if we decided to build a building there. We've talked to our county commissioners about whether or not they'd allow us to build buildings uh, uh, out on that piece of property there. I've talked to Dale Murphy about, uh, about whether that's good ground to be able to build a building on. We've done the research, and I'm sure there's more we need to do. Don't, don't mistake me. But I'm telling you, this is not a decision. This is not a proposal that is being brought on a whim. And I don't think it's wise. He that hastes with his feet sinneth the Bible says. I don't think it's wise to rush into something. And and that's important for us to understand. But here, God has given us an open door of opportunity. Now, just because it's an open door doesn't mean necessarily he wants us to walk through it. But this is something, as we consider the need, we see that the, the demand was obvious, and then we see that the door was open. There is an open door, and what I'm asking you to do alongside me, church, is for us to pray about going through this door. Number three, this is the third thing we see in this text of Scripture. 
The demand was obvious. The door was open. Number three, the determination was unanimous. The determination was unanimous. Look at verse number 17. If you're still with me, say amen. The Bible says in verse 17, Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in. How Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Here, here comes Nehemiah, and he's reminding this body of people now as he stands before them, having already been made aware of the need himself, having already been made aware of a door of opportunity and researched it. Now he's bringing it to the people, and the first thing he talks to the people about is what? The need. You see, he says, the distress we're in. You see how the, the gates are, uh, how Jerusalem lies waste and the, the gates are burned with fire. And then he invites them to do something. He says, come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God which was good upon me as also the king's, and, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, and let's read these last words of this verse together, let us rise up and build. Let's read it again together. Read it with me. Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. The determination, the decision they made as a result of understanding the demand that was obvious and the door that had been opened, their decision, the determination was unanimous. They said, let us rise up and build. Now, church, what I am asking you to consider is the need. And in considering the need, I'm asking you to fast and to pray with me about what God would have us to do. I am a 30-year-old dummy. <laughs> I do not stand up here acting like I've ever gone about building a building before. I do not stand up here acting like I have it all figured out because I don't. Nor am I going to stand up in here and say, and say, I believe the Lord is leading us to go forward. I do believe the Lord is leading us to uh, uh, purchase a piece of property for the future and, and move from this place because we're out of room to expand and grow on this piece of property as it currently exists. I do believe that with all of my heart. But to, but to stand up here and tell you that it's, it is my sole decision to make about this piece of property being the open door we should walk through, I think would be foolish. I think it's something we need to decide together as a church. And, and I've, all, I've talked to you a lot about this property, but let me tell you something. I want you to ask questions. I, I, I want you to give counsel. I want you to tell me the things that concern you when it comes to this piece of property because we need to be unified in making this decision. This is what I don't want to happen. We purchase the property and something goes wrong, and then you say, yeah, I, I, I always knew that's, what we sh uh, that's why we shouldn't do that. Isn't that what people do? It's like, well, thanks for telling me. I really appreciate that. No, I want to do, it, I want to do this decision together. Um, and, and that is important for us to go about. And by the way, I'm thankful for some of the wise uh, men and women who, have, who, who I have been able to talk with about this property. Um, in, in, in this whole planning process, you've been very helpful in, in providing counsel and some direction for moving forward. And now it's come to the place where I believe God has allowed us uh, a door of opportunity to walk through this thing. But listen, listen to this statement here. We must not only decide together to do this, but we must actually do it together. In other words, 
deciding to purchase a piece of property, it will never become anything more than a piece of property unless we determine together to follow God's direction and rise up together and, and, and build on what the Lord's leading us to do. That's so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to join with me here in prayer. And we're going to pray together tonight. But I want you to pray together with me in the coming days for the Lord's direction. And we're going to seek the Lord together on this thing right here. I'd like to invite you to fast with me as well. Now, you may not fast every day. You may choose the days that work well for you. But I want us to have some serious times of prayer Times where we're setting aside food or we're turning off the television or we're fasting from a cell phone or we're choosing to fast from something in our life and set it aside and use the time we've been spending on that to seek the Lord and his direction about what he wants us to do with moving forward. This is important. So number one, the demand was obvious. Number two, the door was opened. Number three, the determination was unanimous. Number four, and finally, the dependence was upon the Lord. The dependence was upon the Lord. Look at chapter 2, the end of the chapter, verse 19. The Bible says, But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the, uh, the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing you will do? Will ye rebel against the king? Then answered I them and said unto them, The God of heaven... He will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But ye have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. I love this book of the Bible. I love uh, just watching how Nehemiah responded to criticism when it came. You, you see in these verses how their dependence was upon the Lord you see, Nehemiah didn't say, well, we've got a good plan, and, and so-and-so gave me permission to do such and such, and their dependence wasn't on a man. Their dependence was on the fact that God had made the need clear, he'd opened the door, and he'd led them together as the people of God to walk through that door. Now, some people might say in the day and time that we're living in, and I've had, I've, I've had people say this to me, not, part, not, 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 not who are currently going to our church, but I've had people say things like this to me. Is it really time, with all that's going on in our society today, to build a building? I mean, you might get the building built, and then they'll tell you, you can't meet in it anymore. Aren't we facing things like that today? That's certainly something I've considered. I've had people say, well, it's not even scriptural to have a building. Well, I don't even go and, go and talk about that right now, okay? Um... I've had all kinds, of, all kinds of things that people have said. And the critics are going to be critics. And the naysayers are going to be naysayers. But if God has told us to do something, we don't do it because man gives us the approval. We do it because that's what God told us to do. Better to put your trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Yes, we're in the middle of precarious times. Nehemiah was leading the people of God in Israel to rise up and build a wall while they were still captive to a foreign nation. At any time, the king could come, come back and change his mind and, and thwart everything that was going forward, but he believed it's what God was leading him to do in the midst of the times he was living in, and by God's grace, he made the decision to get in front of the people of God and tell them the vision of God, and they joined together as the people of God, and they determined to do what God was leading them to do. And that 
is the decision I'm challenging us to make as a church family today. I will not presume to tell you what it is God is telling us to do. I do know there's a need. I do believe that God wants us to to purchase property and rise up and build, and I really do believe that this property could be that property with all of my heart. But I'm asking you to pray and consider it with me, and we make this decision together. But in making this decision... We're going to consider all the facts. We're going to try to be as wise as we can about it. But we're not going to rest in how great our plan is. We're not going to rest in because we have a certain amount of money in the bank. We're not going to rest in, well, we got the approval from so-and-so. No. We've got to depend on the Lord and in following the direction that he's leading us to go. And I'll tell you why that's important. Because there will be obstacles. And there will be critics. And we will have to stand upon our resolve. There's a need, and God told us to do this, and so come what may, we're going forward. That's why it's important that we understand this is something God is leading us to do. That's why I'm asking you and inviting you to pray about what the Lord would have us to do in making this decision. You know... There's a lot of things I could say along these lines, but let me just summarize it by saying this. Let's together make a commitment as a church family tonight to seek the Lord, to get on our knees, to fast and pray about the direction that God would have us to go in. And again, The thing that ought to drive us to our knees is the need. Is the need. And considering the need and what God has called us to do, considering the need that there is in little old Cortez, Colorado. Remember, it was about two years ago, I told you guys this story. There was a pastor that called me and he he wanted me to consider taking a church back east. And he said, well, the the, the county is about... uh, uh, 30 times the size of your county. <laughs> and he said the church is, is significantly bigger than, than what your church is. And, and he, went, he went through and told, told me all these things, and this is what he said. He said it's a greater opportunity. And the Holy Spirit struck my heart. That's how man looks at things. But the, at that point in time, the Holy Spirit of God confirmed in my heart, No. There is no greater opportunity than right here in Cortez, Colorado. Now, that might be a great opportunity for somebody else that God's called to that church. But the size of the community, the size of the congregation, is not what determines the great opportunity. It's what the God who's in charge of his church determines it's going to be. And I'm excited about the days that are ahead for our church. And I want to encourage you alongside me, to come together in prayer. And let's consider how the Lord wants us to move forward with rising up and building.